Wonders, Charles and Eddie, would I lie to you? No. So <laughs> it's 12 away from 5 o'clock and uh, news at the top of the hour. It's Zaikan in for Asanda Beda. And we promised you about how we love taking care of the planet. This day, we welcome uh, Wild Trust. They've launched a new marine campaign. As you know, the ocean is a great provider. You know, it's um, it's important that we look after our planet in terms of what's there. It's, you know, there's a sanctuary uh, that areas that protect sharks and, and rays and some of the most endangered species. This is where we welcome Tandeka Shlongwa, communications assistant at Wild Trust. Welcome to the show, Tandeka. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Uh, you're delivering the this care. Exciting. <laughs> It's not very often that we get to talk about caring for our oceans together. Tell us a little bit more about what's happening at Wild Trust. Okay, so I am from the Wild Trust and I specifically work for a program known as Wild Oceans. And basically what Wild Oceans does is it's an NGO that capacity builds um, and works around ocean advocacy um, with passions that lie within community engagement. Um, especially for coastal communities that are um, facing marine protected areas. So oftentimes, or rather previously, the approach that, um, you know, facilitators of MPAs, um, they had a top-down approach. So it would be officials coming into communities, closing it off, saying no fishing, no taking, Mm. and it just left a bit of, immunosity between the community members and the people that were making such legislation. Um, so specifically with the Sanctuary for Sharks and Ray Project um, and with this new campaign that we've launched um, within the Sanctuary of Sharks and Rays known as um, On the Brink, the approach has been completely different. Yes, there are a bunch of scientists that we have consulted um, that have the science to prove why specifically um, rezoned areas or new areas specifically for sharks and rays would be better than just a a normal MPA, so to speak. Um, So, yeah, it's been super interesting because Mm -hmm. even within those areas, there's always something new to learn. There's always something new to find out. Um, Just a couple of shocking facts that maybe the average person might not know. Mm. Um, Over the last 30 years, there's already like three species of condithrians, which would be your skates, your chimeras, your sharks and rays that are no longer found in our water. Um, And with South Africa, it's not so much a, you know, like a cuisine sort of problem. It's mostly shark fins being exported um, to various parts of the world for trade um, and the probability of a shark actually harming someone in the water is far less than like a rhino attack. So that's how few and sparse in between um, you know, these dangerous attacks are happening. And so also what On the Brink is trying to facilitate is to, it's very difficult to talk about sharks and people don't hear that dum-dum music. <laughs> um, so, so what we're just trying to do is to make the public and especially communities understand and, you know, society as a whole um, to understand that sharks are far more useful to us alive than they are dead. Um, it's very it's very easy when you're on land to perhaps overlook some of the benefits of the ocean when quite literally every second breath we take comes from the ocean. So as a prime 
species within the ocean, if like sharks are eliminated, mm. that messes up with a bunch of ecosystems, which means that then we don't have clean air, we don't have clean water, and it just goes on and on and on. Very recently, a couple of days ago, there was a shark attack in Plettenberg Bay where someone lost their life, and we saw it a couple of months back in Australia as well. This seems to be uh, what, what sharks are, you know, getting closer to the shores. Uh, there was another picture of a shark being eaten by an orca, and the orca is a species also that lives in, you know, water that hunts sharks purely for their livers. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and just. Something that I find so interesting is that even when we see um, orca whales hunting sharks, they specifically only eat their livers. So you have this beautiful shark carcass that's just been washed ashore, but specifically only a part of the uh, midriff has been dissected so beautifully, almost like a surgeon. Um, and this orca is only feeding on that. But just to, in my communications capacity, to comment on shark attacks, I'm not going to um, make it anything either than what it probably is in terms of sharks coming closer to shore as much as there are certain species of sharks that are making it closer to the shore. There are just as many that are moving away because there there might not be enough food. And even within orca whales, there have been statistics that have proven that they are hunting and they're migrating sort of um, habits have changed to try and accommodate the lack of sharks within the water. Um, so I, I know that oftentimes people um, are always pro-shark nets and what have you not. Mm. But an analogy I like to sort of use when I'm having these conversations is it's interesting that you'd go into the ocean and expect sort of like um, a beam of protection around you. Meanwhile, when you walk into a nature reserve, you'd never walk around and, you know, be taking pictures of lions. Mm-hmm. You're told at all times, stay within the bikini, mm-hmm. keep your limbs out because you just have that sort of respect. Um, and I, we also understand as wild oceans that um, it's very hard to make people care about something that they don't know. Um, it's easier to sort of appeal to the public with wildlife that is terrestrial um, because every child wants to see an elephant. Every child, as petrified as they are of a lion, wants to see a lion. Um, so this campaign is really, really going to be um, a starting point for conversations. And, you know, we recently just launched it, but the plans to sort of move around the country and host workshops and visit communities that might not just be in the know as much as is needed is something that's really going to take place. So exciting times ahead, and the hope is that by the end of um, this campaign, whenever it should come to an end, there's just a deeper level of sensitivity Mm. um, and getting the public on board a bit more to understand, um, again, that sharks are of better use to us alive than they are not alive. Um, Already the statistics are just shocking, but... Again, if you can't see something, then you wouldn't know enough to care about it. But we've already lost a third of our Canadian species. And, you know, only 28% of sharks and rays are currently protected within, are currently protected in South Africa. Mm. And we only have 5% protected marine um, MPAs within South Africa. But if we can sort of get the public on board um, and lobby them to sort of push and guide government to getting us a 10%, that's then more than double the protections of sharks and rays. Um, but before that needs to happen, 
we need to be able to appeal to the public to want to learn about sharks and um, humanize them to, you know, whatever degree we can. Um, so, yeah, because at the moment, again, we 42% of Canadian species occurring within South African waters are endangered. And South Africa is uh, the top five global hotspots for sharks and rays, which means that there are species that are endemics and only found in our waters. Um, and even with those species, they're starting to dwindle. And so if they're not found in our beautiful, robust waters, because we have over 200 species, mm. if they are not found in our beautiful, robust waters, if they're not going anywhere specifically, they are now extinct. They're mm. no longer just threatened or endangered. They are extinct. Um, and so just another thing that you know gives me goosebumps is there will be a point in time where sharks will be just only what we know from film. People will not only not know what a shark looks like, but it will be whispering that there once was a shark, just like we were having conversations similar to there once were dinosaurs. Um, so, yes, on the brink is something that we're really hoping to lobby, um, uh, lobby the public to sort of get in to join us, and just to even speak a little bit on the campaign and our logo. I'm sure um, you've seen it on our PR, but even the N is using negative space. So the N is not there. It's the alphabets around it that sort of make up the letter N. Um, and that is just sort of appealing to the parts of us visually that know that something that is meant to be there is not there. Um, and that's just drawing parallel to knowing that something that should be in the water is no longer there. Um, so we're hoping to get massive, massive support. We're hoping to get a lot of people asking questions and the best way that we can help um, those conversations to be you know, progressive and to be helpful and impactful to sharks and rays um, is if people are willing to learn more. So my appeal this morning is to um, have as many people listening, visit us on all of our social media platforms, um, at on the brink sa um, that's on facebook that's on instagram as well as um twitter we are also on www dot on the brink and even on our main page wild oceans there's a bunch of other campaigns that speak to the protection and the advocacy of other areas within marine spaces, but today I'm specifically coming as the shark lady and just asking them. <laughs> the shark whisperer. Yeah, the shark whisperer, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Tandeka, you've made my job very easy. You are a wealth of knowledge. It tells you about the education. Teaching children about sharks, I think as well, is crucial for ocean conservation and thank you for deep diving with us this morning we really appreciate it and if you're looking for volunteers I'm looking at two right now Zelma and Quenzekile okay please, <laughs> let's please give them my details we love all all hands on deck for this one absolutely we will do that Tadeka Shlongwa communications assistant at Wild Trust I mean finding out what the sharks are up to and how we can you know educate ourselves we don't have to be scientists to find, you know, um, solutions to what's going on in our ocean and saving our planet one shark bite at a time. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And that's how we wrap it up. Um, I'm out of here. We'll have uh, plenty more to look forward to on SAFM. But not before I tell you uh, the quote of today by 
economist and philanthropist Tony Elumelu. Never believe anything is impossible. Have an open mind. Find out what it takes to succeed. Chances are it will work. That's how we wrap it up. First Take SA is coming up, but not before we head to the news desk here on SAFM.